Welcome back. This is your girl, Brie Undeniably. You are tuned in to my new speaker series, Deep Conversations with Dope Individuals. I am definitely here with a dope individual, someone I'm super pumped to introduce. Um, we've got some things in common. He's really going to uh, talk about a lot of what he has been through in the entrepreneurial space. Again, this podcast, at least this series, we're really focusing on development, decision making, and dedicating yourself to purpose. Mm -hmm. So those are going to be the three things that we really touch on. But uh, the individual I'm introducing today is Kareem Remo Marak Tyson, who is an Afro-American Caribbean male born in East Harlem, raised in Laurel. Laureltown, Queens. Laureltown. Oh my! Yeah, you can LA. tell I'm not a New Yorker. No, it's oh, okay. No. no, it's all right. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. That's all right. I've been cool. been here for five years. Five more years, and then I'm a real New Yorker, I guess. Yeah, ten. Oh. Ten. Ten is the the the, <laughs> the litmus test, I guess, okay. of a mark. Check check in with me in five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're currently living in Harlem. You're mm -hmm. an independent actor from 2006 to the present. Mm -hmm. Media personality, TV, radio, and podcast from 2012 to present. Mm -hmm. A&R for a music publishing label, multi-award winning TV producer. You, <laughs> we've we've got here. a lot to There's talk a lot about. Going on here. We're talking about entrepreneurship. I mean, you've got your hand in so many places. I'm gonna keep going. I want to keep introducing you. Yes, before. please. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's fine. So so much to talk about. Like I, I know. Said. Uh, you um, let's see. You've improved with your brand as a media personality, podcaster, as well as transitioned into filmmaking and television television production. Uh, one of your main platforms, Ream TV, which ended its final season January 2020. Yes, it did. Oh, that was the baby. Oh, <laughs> we could talk about that. That was the baby. We're going to talk oh. about Ream TV for sure. Mm -hmm. That won multiple awards film at film festivals, known within the hip-hop and independent industry. You mm -hmm. returned to your pod to podcast radio February 2018, City Rock Radio, and currently curates your own podcast, which you started in November 2019, called The Remo Marek. Yeah, oh, I missed that one. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I love this. Just a, just a couple more lines, and then we're really, we're really going to get into it. This man, dag, I'm telling you, I got the right person. Dag on Encyclopedia. <laughs> How dare he? Nah, this is so awesome. Like, you are the person that I need on this podcast. Okay. All right, so uh, for summer 2020, in the third quarter, you created a podcast for uh, from your vlog called Cuts, which mm -hmm. stands for Culture, Urban Technology, and Sports. Yes, that's that's it. That's Ooh. that's the one right there. Uh, that's the one you gotta go like this. That's the one right you, there. You, you go both your, like you do both your arms and you swing <laughs> in the chair. <laughs> like oh. I love to hear it. So yes. that that's part of the growth process. Yes, it is. Um, you speak one to one with today's figures under the acronym to display the stories of their careers as well as informational advice for his for your fan base called My Creatives. Mm -hmm. Remo Mirac, yes. welcome to the show. Bree, we're shaking, <laughs> baking. Thank you so yes. much for being my dope individual yes. today. Yes. It's so great to have you here. Yes, first and foremost, I gotta say, off the rip, I, I get I get more geeked up and anxious for the cross brands versus the regular the versus the not regular, but the guests that I have on my own platform. I, I get so because you know what it is? Cause it's so hard to get somebody from another platform mm -hmm. to like want to cross brand with you without thinking Oh well, I don't know what you're gonna. It's like, dang, bro. I like, let's really do this. Like, I'm really about that. Yeah. You know, like competition for me, I, that stopped for me. Like, I'm well. April makes 
my 10th year in media. That's incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, and April incredible. 2022 makes my initial official time of 10 years, 10 that, years. I, that I contributed out of showing my age out of the 15 that I've contributed since 2006. I wonder, what, is, is the 10 year rule the same in media as it is it, to be a New Yorker? Because you're, you're making it, if that's the case. Do you put um, 10 hard years in that? That's a, that yeah, is something uh, to- I, It's a blessing, because what I, like, I'll take, I'll fast forward, I'll take it back. Like 2012 was a very, very, very important time in my, mm-hmm. in my life. You know, it was like a lot of transitional things was happening. You know, um, I was going through a lot of stress and depression, you know, beforehand uh-huh. from the acting because I was an actor before okay. anything. I was an actor, and just that I got over a lot of things: depression, suicidal thoughts, suicidal attempts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Got over it, and got you know by the grace of God, you know, became an educator, then media, and it came at the same time. So even next year as well in April, it's so important because that's my tenth year in education. So. It's like you start thinking about it. It's amazing. It's like, oh my God, a whole decade. I've both things that I've been heavily about, you know, education and entertainment. As far as media, you 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 put in ten years, and and so much like within that ten years, which is kind of crazy. I'm and it's kind of weird that it still feels new because, oh my God, like out of the ten, five of them. The six of them, I was behind the camera as a producer. You know what wow. I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, wow. And 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 even you know, and I'll never take away from what people give me props for or they respect of what I do. But in comparison to somebody that has more than me, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, I haven't remotely even touched the surface. I mean, granted, don't get me wrong, from what I know and how I do things with my craft, um, I do it to the best of my knowledge because of the orient that I was from as right. far as mainstream and everything like that or being around mainstream projects, I know what I picked up on. But in the same token, um, no, it's, it's still fresh. It's still like, you know, I'm still, I, I want to say I mastered what I've done, but the amount of years that I put into it, you know what I'm saying, I I do my best to be consistent. That's the number one thing in hand, you know? My gosh, consistency might be the number one important thing in just about anything that we do. And that's what I'm finding with entrepreneurship specifically, but just in patterns in life. I mean, going to the gym, you got to be consistent. You know, and in I gotta get back at that. <laughs> yeah, relationships, you got to be consistent. Oh, Business, you got to be consistent. If you're working a job, you have no choice but to be consistent. Ooh. I mean, there it's like the consist- consistency is key. It's like that. It sounds so cliche, but that can't be overstated oh my god overstated is an un- overstated <laughs> understated uh or, stated yeah. stated you know <laughs> it's just like it's like oh my god like and it, you know what's crazy i just talked i've shout out to my man chase you know shout out to my man dj chase you know what i'm saying um i almost questioned myself like a couple of weeks ago you know what really? i'm saying yeah because here's I, i'll tell you like this i'm i'm a creative creative so there's times, as a creative, you're gonna question about the purpose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it kicked in, like just one night, not because things didn't go my way. It just it just happened, and a real frustrating tick came about, because I'm big on you know my life totality. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm big on that. I'm big on that for anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and and when it comes to this entertainment, you know what I'm saying? There's gonna be a time your life is gonna oversee of your entertainment or your entertainment life, mm-hmm. right? So it started kicking in, you know, and shout to Chase. You know, he, he was talking. You know, we used to be saying what we were saying, and I got back into it. I got back in the zone. Like, all right, you know, I'm still on this path, but. I say that to say because, you know, you start thinking about, okay, being a parent. You know what I'm saying? That's been key for me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, finally living life on a beach chair. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or life as a beach chair. Um, you know, it's just a lot of things started coming into play. And, and it's maybe it's age. You know what I'm saying? Finally, you know. I ain't going to really say my age. No, I could say my age. <laughs> like the, like the, 40, the 40-year-old in me. It's finally starting to like settle in, not like midlife crisis type, but in a sense of like you're understanding the severity mm-hmm. of purpose and you're understanding the severity of, okay, your time is not wasted and everything comes into that magnitude. So it's like, it's not to say that I, I still don't love what I do, but it's starting to come to now like, okay, the need is, uh, is lessening from the want. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Okay. I, I, I want to do this. I don't need to do this. You know what I'm saying? Got it. So is it like, is it, for you, I mean, I have so many questions here because purpose, yeah, purpose is a huge piece of the podcast that I'm oh, doing now. And I know we spoke on this, like I, what, the program I'm putting together right now, I'm calling it Purposepreneurship because it literally is about like trying to infuse your purpose right. into building a, bu- a business and building a brand. Right. But you said like the need is you know, you're, there's not so much a need for it anymore, maybe because you are not that there's not a need, but you have built your way into right. a place where, you know, maybe you can take more time off or maybe you can spend more time with family or maybe you can do right. things that maybe you previously weren't able to do before. Correct. So is that like, what, what does that shifting look like, I guess? Or what does it feel like? Like, tell us more about that. Um, I think more so like, even with my recordings, like mm-hmm. with, with cuts, like I love cuts. Mm-hmm. I love what I do with podcasting and recording, but I scaled back a lot of my days because I, I was realizing as quickly as I got to 50 episodes, but how I did it, it was like, oh my God, I'm recording like f- damn near four times a week, yeah. you know, on Zoom and and, and, uh, and a stream yard remotely. And then I'm coming here, shout out to Gotham Podcast Studios. I'm coming here. And recording as well. So it's like, wait a minute, all right, hold on. And I'm going to the day job as a teacher. It, and I'm every now and then at events here and there. Right. You know, we were closed down with COVID, but then came, when it came back, ripping and running, because I do the A&R stuff. Right. Oh, man, wait, hold on. Let's let's start scaling it back. <laughs> because also, too, you know, I'll, I'll keep it a buck. Like, it started affecting things for me within my relationship. With my lady, and not mm-hmm. to say nothing, it's nothing of her fault or anything like that. It, it It is coming to me in a sense because, okay, there was times like communicating, communicative wise, I would scale back because I was so exasperated and tired. You know what I'm saying? There's no excuse for that when you're in a relationship. You got If you're with a partner and you're together, you're in it for the long right, haul right. and everything regardless, and you still got to do what you got to do regardless. And... It's not to use that as a scapegoat or an excuse, but that's just my reality, you know? So, you know, I I started contemplating about that. I started contemplating about, okay, 
there's been multitude of times I missed out on timely family things because I was so much within the 15 years being devoted. Do, yeah, doing you know, it almost like it's like you've been doing it for you, but now you want to, not that you weren't doing it for your family, but you had this idea and you went full force into it. Right. But then, you know, there is family and there are other people this involved life. in your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. That right. like they are not only a major consideration, like that is your life, you know, like right. family is, you know, all encompassing the, the piece of your life that's going to keep. You know, the, the, we don't choose family, you know, we right. may, we choose relationships, but even still, you know, it's that is something that really doesn't leave who we are. Correct. And Correct. so, yeah, it's that that's it's like almost like making sure, especially at this point in your career, that that is a huge piece of everything that you're right. Doing. Yeah. Because also, too, as a creative, it, it, it puts a better piece to me. You know what I'm saying? That I can create better, that I can be accurate with business or business decisions of what I'm doing and everything of that magnitude. And also, too, it's like when you start understanding of the culture, you start looking into the culture and seeing certain patterns of why it's not such a need for me to be here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and it's like, okay, do I want to be here to stick around with this? You know what I'm saying? Where I could just easily either stay home or, okay, that time could have went to my lady or that time could have went to a family member that I haven't seen in a while, or whatever the case may be, or for that matter, even for myself. Right. It could have went to, okay, travel, ease my mind, and then I'll come back to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then what, what started happening also, as when you read about the mini resume, the main things I did, I scaled back from that. Because even on a production tip, um, it started being a bit much. And it, and it started being a bit much because of the projects that was coming to me, and it just wasn't fulfilling. So it wasn't fulfilling to what my vision always has been. You know what I'm saying? Even on a business aspect, you know, just the right. whole, oh, all right, Remo, do me a favor. But it's like, why am I doing you a favor when you know that this is a service that I'm that I'm providing? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So that started kicking in. And just the, the amount of projects that was coming at me, and I was just like, all right, it's not even remotely quality. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, if I do edit, or if I do film, or whatever the case may be, you're getting me at a premium. And it's not because of value-wise premium, but it's overall of who I am and how much I believe in a project Mm -hmm. and how much I see it with my vision and with the production. It's like, no, don't waste my time. You know what I'm saying? Because I cut that out for so many people that I have in my life now. Because you have, you know the value you bring, but you also know the the capacity you have to bring it, and it's it, it's unfair for people to ask you to go beyond that capacity when yeah, you're already right. bringing incredible value to the table as right. it is with the skills that you have. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so definitely just the you know it, you when you at that point when it's like year 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, you know, those things really come to play because yeah. it's like, you know, it's starting to grow. It, it, it's growing to a, to, a, to a level or somewhat to a level even to where not to say, okay, is it like I'm a mainstream impact? No. But as far as impact itself and the consistency of it for what I've done, 
even and I've always admitted it. You know, people on my live and and your fans are gonna hear it right now. I've always admitted it, even though my numbers are low. I'll keep it a buck for things that I've done. My numbers are low for what I do. But hold on, but consistency has got me through many big doors. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just along uh, along with my business. And shout out to Hip Hop Game. I'm about to use his slogan. Um, um, uh, character is your currency. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like that resonated with me. And shout out to him. You know for what he how how he's helped me elevate. You know when I became his producer for his platform for Hot 97 for Hot 97. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know working with him and just understanding things and just understanding like okay we do mainstream stuff. We was doing mainstream stuff for the last three years since 2018. You know what I'm saying? Red carpets, red carpets, red carpets, red carpets. Right. Mainstream people, big time mainstream people. You know what I'm saying? Even COVID shut down a little bit, then we was doing things for the community and stuff like that. And just alone, it's what I seen in front of my face. And I'm like, oh man, nah, this is where I have to be, period. You know what I'm saying? And I and even I was scaling back and, I, and in my head, and I was even telling people, so I'm like, yo, listen, I'll give it a buck. You're not doing what hip hop gamer doing. You know, not right, gamer, right. shouts to you, not to put you on the spot and <laughs> nothing like that. But. It's just that's just what it was because yeah. I was already accustomed to a certain level of production. It's yeah. like, yo, like, nah, I'm not, I'm not with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not with that. If you can't even trust me for creative control on thing, and just no, do it this way, and that's it. It's like, nah, you're bugging. Like, like understand the person you're getting. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, look, understand the person what he's sacrificing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Speak that's another. That's another yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, whoo. Oh my! It, yeah, it, we're gonna get some church in here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord says you're gonna rise up. <laughs> Preach, honestly, you're 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 uh, hitting on some points that are so important. But like, I I actually I want to bring it all the way back because I I'm hearing it in everything that you're saying. Right. The purpose mm. for you, mm. you know, and and as as you just told, you know that whole story i like i see it i see like your purpose transforming you know and your purpose you know your your it's like it started with one thing Mm -hmm. you got deep into it you then started scaling people started seeing you in a different light right and then that that makes you sort of do this this whole transformation shift yeah you have to and so that's that's what let's let's talk on that a little bit tell me tell me like what what was what felt like? Or first of all, what's your definition of purpose? Because we you said it and you said it to start, and I gotta yeah. hear the definition. Um, or you know for something me, of it. No, for me, I feel the definition of purpose is what aligns you from destiny to um your your journey or 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 the promised land or thereof. Okay. You know all what right. I'm saying? So it's what define what the what defines you and what you were brought here for. I love it. Perfect. Per, you know, that's the perfect way. That's the perfect way for me that I could express about that. You I know love what I'm that. Saying? Yeah. A lot of people at times we get caught up in doing things either just for doing it or for that matter, you want to escape from something that didn't work well and just did it. And that was my mistake when I first came into the industry. Mm-hmm. That was my huge mistake. Okay. You know, Tell us more. um, I was working at like high fashion women's store. I'm not gonna say the name of it. I was I was in Soho, okay. you know, luxury women's store, and I was so miserable there because of what I was going through, like the discrimination, mm-hmm. 
the oh you're a hood guy ew you don't know how to act and uh, and it was just so much that I was going through knowing of what I know of my parents you know my mother yeah. my mother's a is a college professor my dad was a former UN uh, employee worker you know for the UN and and he was a real sound knowledgeable guy my mother's sound masters he got a masters you know what I'm saying there's certain things that I I, I grew up accustomed to didn't grow up uh, poverty or anything like that middle class family somewhat rich somewhat we wealthy in a sense and I never grew up in that sense of what they were kept trying to like call me out on mm -hmm. on dumbness so that was really messed up with me a lot so then by the grace of God again you know um, I got into acting and the way that happened left the store one day um, finishing the store went to a, a, a house party in Harlem you know what I'm saying? I'm being me, joking yeah. around, laughing, cutting ass, cutting jokes and all <laughs> yeah. that. You know, and um, there was a dude that like Lupe Fiasco. It wasn't Lupe Fiasco, though. Um, he was just sitting in the kitchen, you know, sipping on a drink or whatever. And I was in the kitchen, you know, after talking to ladies, like, hey, hey you know, joking around. <laughs> yeah. and, and, um, doing your thing. Yeah, doing my thing. Doing your thing. We started talking, so he lets me know about Central Casting. Okay. That was my first agency. Okay. Central Casting casting like wow all right like, how do you get involved with that oh you know dude i just paid 30 dollars and i looked at him like 30 dollars do what oh no they took my picture and then they put me in the pool and, <laughs> and you get i'll be in movies and commercials and all that yo i he didn't even have to sell nothing else to me that was it next day called <laughs> out uh not going to work <laughs> downtown the third all right uh, over there by 31st and 6th okay um yeah there was a line people lined up Paid it thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Snap regular like photo camera. No filters. No filters. <laughs> regular, just straight up, yeah. and put me in a pool. So I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, when is, when are they ever gonna hit me up for this not, like stuff, man? I think like two weeks later. For real. I it got hit up. Yeah, I got hit up, and um, cause I, I applied to a couple of things. I got hit up. So one of them was for Law and Order, as for you. Okay. Yeah. All so right, I, so I'm right. a background actor. And the um, I remember the first gig was Law and Order, and they had us at at a uh, Grand Central Station. Oh, so I'm a so passerby, cool. going so through. So I'm getting so hyped. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna be by Stabler and 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 and, and, and uh, Maritza and Ice T and Chris. All the excitement. Oh, yes. oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and, and like I said, as I st as I started, I was so happy. Cause I'm like, oh my god, it's it's away from where I was at, right? And I was so happy. So for the next four years in a row, I was doing this. Mm -hmm. So evidently, you know, unfortunately, I got fired <laughs> from from Intermix because I ain't gonna lie. Like, yo, there was days I had to call out. Like, yeah, if well. I got the gig, oh no, I'm I'm not coming. I'm not coming to to, to here. To so I don't care. Yeah, you're leveling up. Uh, out yeah, there. I'm like, yo, I'm I just left like. <laughs> like Law and Order, I just left elementary. Yeah. I just no did a thanks. scene next to like Lucy Liu. I, I don't care. Right. I'm out of here. Exactly. I don't give a crap. Yeah. I don't give a crap. So they like, even when they fired me, right? You, you know, it's so crazy. When they fired me, right? You would think when you get fired, like you were supposed to be like, oh my God, no. Like hang your head in shame. I like, can't believe. <laughs> I might as well put my foot on the desk like, hey, hey, you know. How long are we going to do this process? No way. You're like, like, when okay, are we doing this? I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Because they, they brought me, because I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. They brought me downstairs.
to this old glass window like office and sat me down. They let they, they let me do all my work, which is all right. They let me finish the day and they brought me, <laughs> me downstairs. Say, hey, by the way, you know you're fired. But, but we need you for the rest of the day. <laughs> right. I was like in my head. Oh, oh well, hey, you know, because because I already had a gig, I already had like a couple gigs already set up. Yeah. I had a couple gigs set up. So it was like, oh, all right. Oh, hey. <laughs> I think I think um if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like Blue Bloods. I was doing like a three day shoot. They hired me for three days. Oh, hey. Yeah, that's good. You wanna know what I love? This is this is a pattern of what I've heard. So many success stories come out of getting fired. Hey, listen. If you got fired today, shout out to you. Yeah, shout out to you. You've got you got big things coming to you. I'm right. telling you, it's like you Put your back against the wall, and right. then we, most of us, we are we are swimming like hell. To, right. You know what I mean? It's right. not, it's sink or swim. Well, I swam. You I was like, swimming, yeah. I was swam. I was like, oh, word? Because, <laughs> yeah. like I said, and I wasn't being cocky about the firing. I just was like, I wasn't confrontational. Yeah. I didn't want to destroy the shoe boxes <laughs> and rip up the dresses. Like, no, that's too much money to rip up. No, I, I, yeah. I, gotta, I, I got money to get. <laughs> you to know. cut my ties and be out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, you know, hey, you know, you guys are going to find me before you find me, then cool. But, you know, but it goes to show, like, I was so happy that that part of my life was gone, uh -huh. and now I'm in this new life. So when I say that it was uh, a wrong thing that I went headstrong so happy, see, I didn't understand business. Of it, uh -huh. and that was the mistake. Okay. okay. So here's the part where. Yeah, let's talk about right, it. Right. So four years in a row, I'm doing multiple TV shows and movies. I think the biggest thing I did was um, I was uh, you know the flash mob scene. Yeah. And dancing scene and uh, friends with benefits okay, with yeah. Mila Kunis uh -huh, and yeah. uh, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I, I was in that. Of a bunch of flash mob. And you said yeah. that. I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was in that scene. I was in the um the one that was by the red steps. Oh. When when, when, okay. when um when Justin goes to Mila about um <laughs> about yeah I'll take the job. Or whatever, uh, like the job, like that scene. I'm in, like, if you look real close, I'm in that scene dancing. Like, oh, city lights, city dreams. Everybody <laughs> want to see. That's like, so awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I was, I was, I was happy. I was like, oh man, wow. You know, things are really going cool. You know, I might get my waiver, so I could be in SAG. Yeah. And I was busting. Oh my god, that was the biggest hustle. I was busting my ass for that. It didn't happen. So, what happened was in 2010, things started decreasing. Okay. And I just didn't know how else to get it keeping going. And I didn't understand it. So that's when the, uh, the, the depression came. Yeah. The suicidal thoughts. Suicidal okay. attempts. Sheesh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, for like a good year and a half. So we're talking like 2010 to like almost going into 2012. Gosh. So that's when the purpose comes. Yeah. And I become... New York City Department of School Educator. Mm -hmm. Okay. Boom. Thank you for sharing those pieces of your story as well, oh, too. Yeah, because yeah. No, I that's know fine. that that type of transparency, it, it that takes right. courage no matter how many times you talk about it. Right. And there are people who need to hear it. So I really yeah, appreciate by far. you. No, yeah, by far. Putting yourself by out. far. Yeah. And, and and I just want to really um have everybody understand the way I handled it, yeah. I don't want people to think that's the good way to handle it. So the way I handled it was because I felt comfortable to ease back from everybody. I didn't really go to I didn't go to professional help. Mm -hmm. I eased back from everybody. Mm -hmm. So and, and my that's why I built my self love that I have now. Like that's how it built. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I took time. But if I had to rewind time and go back, yeah, definitely I would have went to professional help. I definitely would have tapped in spiritually or or been more spiritual within me yeah. and stuff like that. But you know, long long behold, later on if we get to that point, you know, I'll get back to it. But um, I don't promote 
you know, oh, hey, oh, no, don't use a doctor. Don't use mm-hmm. a counselor. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't do that because that's not realistic. Yeah. You know, if it's comfortable for you, then, okay, who may be cool. But, like I said, I took a comfortable risk right? to right. say, okay, if I ease back from everybody, settle down, get it within my zone, I'm good. Yeah. You know, so, but, um, yeah, so that when I became an educator, that's when and me, the creative – it, uh, my happiness started coming back again because I have a purpose. And the uh-huh. purpose was the students. That's why I always say, you know, the students saved my life. I love to hear this. Uh, for those right. who don't know, y'all know, well, most of you know that I have worked in education for a very long time as well as a counselor, right. work with students uh, right. for as long as I been able to when I was in high school I was working with middle schoolers when I was in college I was working with high schoolers right and then you know went all the way through became a school counselor Mm -hmm. shout out to all my middle schoolers you know all of our middle schoolers and different schools around the city to my kids in Trenton like I have been to the educators to the educators shout out to all them because that that type of purpose is a different type of purpose let me tell you especially when the the money is not there the oh, way that man. you know it should be there. Right. You've got to really be dedicated. You've got to really look. Yeah. So definitely with that, um, the, the segue into that, let's get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, for me, it's always been, it was a quicker way for me to give back to my community. Mm-hmm. Because I, you're, you're talking to somebody that was a former um, D75 special education student. Mm-hmm. You know, I had an IEP. I had behavior charts and, you know, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And for me, the way I overcame it, you know, definitely um, listening to my mom and my mom being as open to what the schools were saying and stuff like that. Because she knew deep down inside, my mom knew deep down inside, I ain't belong in special education. Despite my emotional behaviors and the fact that I had a big temperament and real temper, you know, but yeah, but okay. she knew, okay, books wise, because once again, the cheat code, duh, she's a college professor. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not short from, okay, knowing, knowing things, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I know mm-hmm. things. It's just emotionally, I had to get it together and socially, I had to get it together. So go back, you know. I, I told myself, I said, yeah, you know, if I do entertainment, I'm definitely going to get back and be in education and give back to my community, you know, because I know, okay, if I do get cool with the kids, which I'm good with kids, you know, if I get cool, good with them, cool with them, that I can get back and give back and they can see, like, oh, my God, hey, Mr. Tyson could do it, I could do it, mm-hmm. in that sense, you know what I'm saying? So the kids, they always, they've been, like, the real, real deal therapeutic um, edge to my purpose, you know what I'm saying? Because I, it's like every day, you know, I it's like I do everything to like guide them to a better light and just not fall into these idiot traps or ignorant traps that you know the world and society has for them, you know. Absolutely, I mean that's hearing that like they have been your purpose, oh, like yeah. that you you know how much that speaks to me because I feel that too. I feel that deeply. Right. So much of the reason why I started a podcast. To begin with, you know, right. and as it as it transitions into what it is, I'm I'm happy about was it was really because I was like, I have you know this ability that I you know I, I want my students to see it. I want right. I want them to see that like you can you can go out and do what you want to do. You can mm-hmm. build build something from nothing. You know you can you can share your gifts in a way that maybe the world doesn't necessarily see you being able to share them you can still right. do that right you know and that's that was 
my students for sure are definitely a huge part of why I've kind of started my own thing and gone down this entrepreneurial journey because um, you, when I was working in Trenton, which was my last position, this oh, is my much big ups to you wow. yeah yeah trend, trend was uh, that was and that was like during the pandemic so it was mostly remote and then a little a couple months with them um in the school but a lot of my students they when i when i would ask them and as a counselor you know you want to you want to help them especially at in at that middle school age like this is a transitional point in their lives oh like God. everything is Looking changing Everything is changing their minds, their bodies, their social situations, their emotions, their like family dynamics. I mean, everything is changing. They're starting to get jobs, like literally everything. And so many of my students, especially my male students, they had a tough time not even seeing past high school, but seeing past middle school. Mm -hmm. And that was something, uh, you know, as a counselor, like I... I just had to I had to help them see the next day yeah, and right. then the next week and then hopefully we could get to the next month and the next year. Yeah. But it for or next ten years. The next ten exactly. But like that was something for me, like such a perspective shift that, you know, really uh brought me to, you know, where I'm at, to mm-hmm. to trying to uh, you know, in, empower everyone that I can that like w- like we do have these abilities, but, but we have to learn how to see them. Right. We have to understand how to, how to see that. And, and I have to understand that some people have trouble seeing into tomorrow. And, <sighs> and, and that is for sure, that has been a huge, huge, huge mountain that I'm climbing and still climbing. Because, you know, even though I don't have direct contact with those students anymore, because this is my first year like deep dive full into entrepreneurship and not in education which is crazy as it is but that's a mountain that I'm still climbing because I need to find out how I can take everything that I'm doing and bring it back yeah, right. and bring it back to those kids bring it back to all the middle schoolers and high schoolers who I I not only want to see tomorrow but I I, I know that they can if we just figure out how, right. to, how to get them how to how to make that happen so mm-hmm. You're touching on a on a real important Ooh. point for me, and you know I know that we we could go we could go hours on that one mm-hmm. for right. sure. But right, but yeah, the 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 students, the purpose in yeah, the right. students oh, and the education that's that's something. Even when I, even when I told you off wax, like the whole running joke that I have with them to show them that I care. Like I'm like, look, they're like, oh, Mr. Tyson, are you going to Aruba? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Aruba. I'm I'm leaving. Getting out of here. I'm getting. In, I'm, yeah. get, I'm getting in this Uber. I'm going to. I'm going to El, the LaGuardia Airport right now. Yeah. You coming back? Come back on Tuesday. I don't know. I might. It might be Wednesday. <laughs> and they don't know what to do. They're probably, they probably. Right. They'll, they'll act like you know, like, oh, see you later, Mr. Tyson. But then they're gonna be like, when you come back. Yeah, when you when, come you back. Go, yeah. What, will I see you next you week? Will I, I see you tomorrow? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I start. I squint my eyes. I'll give them that look. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Then <laughs> I turn my face, I start laughing. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Oh, I, mm-hmm. if y'all have never worked in a middle school, then you, it's it's like it's like a rite of passage. <laughs> oh my god, middle yo! Let me tell you something about middle school. Middle school is baby adulthood <laughs> times kindergarten. Yeah. If that makes sense. It makes perfect sense to me. Everyone, <laughs> Yo, because these kids be wanting to be so grown, yep. 
And it, and I know and I, and look in your fan base and also mine if they're listening and they're listening to yours <laughs> uh-huh. as well. I get it. I was a sixth grader too. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, but yo, Lord heavens, not like these. Like yo, like yo, I be like, listen, like these kids be like want to do mad adult stuff now. I'm like, yo, you know you do that, you're facing adult consequences. No, you can't, cause I'm a kid. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You do that. Yo, you you not you not you not seeing a lot of day of recess. Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's quiet for you. Don't think. Yeah, it's quiet. Yeah, it's quiet for you. Ah, whatever, Mr. Tyson. Some of them like to call me dad. I had to check that. You know, stop wow. calling me dad. I definitely got the mom card a lot, and then yeah. you know, or aunt, or you know, yeah. depending on the the structure of the office, you know, right. like Who they liked more? Who got aunt? Who got grandma? Like, yeah, uncle. right. I'm like, yo, I'm not your dad. <laughs> I'm not your dad. I'm not your father. Oh, can you get me? I see you eating well. You eating good? Cause sometimes on lunch I get certain things. Like I might get a McDonald's. I might get Applebee's. Yeah. I may go get some good Chinese food. I may go, you know, treat myself. Right here they come. Oh, can you get me that if I behave? No, go to your parents. Your parents <laughs> could buy it for you. I'm not your dad. Don't be a meanie, Mister Tyson. I'm like, no, I'm not your dad. They, yeah, they. Your parent? I'm they're like, laughing. Act all adult until they see that you got some McDonald's. Oh, oh my <laughs> God, can I get that, please? I see you got Starbucks. Come on, bro. You know, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not your parent. I'm not your dad. Oh, my gosh. I really could. I mean, I, I don't want to go on off on a crazy yeah. tangent. Yeah, no, we, we, we got to get through. We got to get through. I could talk for another I know. three hours. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, man. The war stories. It. Oh, my gosh. Okay. What I, what I want to hear, what I definitely want to get to, though, is yes. because – with, you talked about how that, that purpose for you was the kids. Mm-hmm. So everything that you have done outside of education, right. let's let's talk a little bit about that because these two things mm-hmm. have been kind of happening in you know parallel yeah, universes much. Your, your whole yeah. you know for the past 10 or so yeah. years. Mm-hmm. So what has kept you um, moving forward in a media sense? So, yeah, so like those building blocks. All right. So first and foremost, I'm shouting out again DJ Chase and artists and independent, you know, market and circuit need to thank DJ Chase Mm -hmm. because let's say if I didn't do the A&R position, I would have a whole entire different scope of how I did media. Because when I was doing media, I was never really easy on the artist. I was easy on the artist because because I was always about business and I'm like yo majority of you, I don't understand business mm-hmm. at all like right. no whatsoever. So when I became A and R, which is last year, it's you kind of and I came back in the media. It's kind of you got a better me in a sense. Okay. Because I'm I'm more understanding. I look at everything under the totality of it, and it's not just only the artist. It was also what the promoters were doing, and other people were doing for the artists, and you know, what do you expect the artist to do? If you give or do crap to an artist, or whatever the case may be, then the artist is going to do back. And then vice versa with the artist, it's the same thing. If y'all going to be crappy to the promoters and business owners and the venues and everything like that, what do you think they're going to do to you? And you don't do your homework. And you don't research the people. And you don't, yeah, then what do you expect? Right. So now, when I became A&R, and then, uh, like, back in media, and everything came in full circle, and even with cuts, you know yep. what I'm saying, um, culture, urban technology, and sports, even with that, it was a different me in media, mm. because now it's like I'm more understanding. I'm trying, I really want viewers and listeners to understand 
of the people that I bring to interview. Okay. Because let's let's keep it a buck. Even with podcasting, everybody feels like, okay, hey, let me just get a mic and record. Yeah. Raw. And just blah. <laughs> yeah. And it's gonna be great. Like, no, you gotta understand the the what people went through. Right. You know, trials and tribulations, like and you know, this and that. You know what I'm saying? So going into it with media now and me coming back to the front of the camera, you know what I'm saying? I feel I could go I could get back behind the camera soon, but I was missing getting in front because, you know, being the lean face, being that person, you know, with cameras and lights, I'm, I'm not afraid of it because I'm already of that orient. You right. know what I'm saying? So um, definitely just the, the way I cover events and stuff like that or cover listening events, listening parties, or I cover about a certain story or about a certain person, you know, that's where it gets different. You know what I'm saying? Definitely with cuts, you know, and with being an A&R, that's what helped me a lot, you know, coming back in the media in this, in this stage of it, you know what I'm saying? And it's been going okay. It's been going, it's going cool. You okay. Know I mean, the transition is it, it, it's hard for people because they still think, oh man, you you're a producer, you can you know be one. I'm like, no, dude, I'm actor, podcaster, you know, yeah. media personality. Like, you know, there's other things besides me being a producer. Right. You know? So. So you, I mean, you've done like you've worn so many hats, so to speak, in the media world. What like. I guess, like, what really has been, has it just been, like, natural transition points from one to the other, or have they been, like, or has it been, like, you kind of, like, feeling, you know, like you're ready to take another step into a different position, mm -hmm. or how how is that? It's been a little bit of both. Okay. Um, I feel, with me, see, here's the funny thing with me, I'm not gonna lie to you, with me, I, I know how to do my start to finish. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel a lot of people at times don't per se, but I know for me, I know my start and finish. I know my lane. I know where it can go, right? So a lot of times, you know, with projects and stuff like that, I felt it. You know what I'm saying? I'm okay. like, all right, this is a little bit much, you know, or whatever. Like, perfect example, like even with Ream TV, I miss it so much. That was my baby. I had that baby for like 13 years, like 14 years. Why did you have to let it go? That's because it was that's, run, it yeah. was running the shark. Okay. It was, it, was oh. jump, it was jumping the shark. Okay. You know, and for y'all, the terminology jumping the shark, it's a lot, it's used a lot in TV, TV shows mm -hmm. and stuff. It meaning it's meaning that a project or an idea lost its idea. And jumping the shark, it's I'm I'm gonna show my age. It's from a show called Happy Days, where <laughs> where idea. Fonzie jumped the shark. That was around when Happy Days was losing its its, its flavor or losing. It's steam. Uh -huh. So that episode is the way they get the terminology from, from jumping the shark. Jumping the shark. Yeah, like, who cares Fonzie jumping the shark? Yeah. Like, it was crazy. It was, like, ridiculous. So, you know. So, like, when, when, when something like that jumps the shark, so to speak, is, like, is that because some people would, would consider, like, that as growth. Like, oh, it, it took flight. You know, right. it, it grew legs, and, right. it, and it kind of became its own thing. Right. But you're saying it kind of, like, lost the thing that it was supposed right, to be because, entirely. Yeah, because at that time, it was like I was involved in so much at that time that even when I was to, like, edit my episodes and even like that, I lost the spark of it because it was so much other things I was getting involved with. Like, even when I won the back-to-back -back years and awards, with awards and stuff like that, it just took off to other things. And oh, you should be an executive producer for this, and you could produce that, and you could do this. 
and I need you to video that. I need you to come to the event and do this. So I was so spread out like this, my legs and my arms yeah. everywhere. Then when it came to my baby, it was like, oh. You didn't get, you couldn't nurture it the way you wanted to. Nah. And it became like, more of like a hassle than something oh that you my felt God. Like, like proud season of. Season seven was just like, oof. Really? Season seven was like my hardest season to do because it was the final season. Mm-hmm. And then also too, it was just so hard to muster up the inertia and the energy and the spirit and the err uh, that had, it was so hard. Even when I did the like, even when I did the Raz B interview, right? Yeah. Interview Raz B, which is like I think to me in my career is like like probably top five. Yeah, that I mean that's that's that, a that really cool interview. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's crazy. And the fact that it showed my growth. For me to not even remotely, I mean, people could check it, go back and check it still on YouTube. For me to go, to me to not even remotely mention about the rape allegations. Hmm. And just stick to about his growth from when he went back to China. When he went, no, no sorry, when he went to China yeah. to, re, to redo his career again. I, I, I focus from that point to now. That alone. And I freestyled that interview. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Freestyled that. I came off the dome. And that's another thing with my skill set within media. I built like just a lot of, like I used to write things down. Mm-hmm. But I don't like, I think probably like the last, let's see, when 2021? Probably like the last like six years. I really don't write down my questions. Yeah. Nah, it's just straight. I read I read the media bios. I read them, you know, study them. It's off the dome. Bow, right. Off the dome. Bow. <laughs> that's how the that's the organic conversation that's definitely what i'm trying to do is you yeah. know I, I don't i like to like educate myself enough on the people that i'm bringing on the right. show or, or worst case scenario cheat sheet haha yeah you know bullet points you do yeah the bullet a couple point, things couple things and then from there it's just that's when you just like and it goes off of why right you know why you know what why you know and you just go and you go with it right. you know you go with the punches but that's um yeah nah you know it's just you, you, it just comes at time, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's just everything that I went through, you know, uh, the wars, the the ways I went through, you know, I remember, what, 2015, 2016? It wasn't a time I didn't, I wasn't at an event. And I remember um, with uh, Rain TV Radio when I was doing the, the ra- my own radio show mm-hmm. and stuff like that, um, internet radio show and stuff like that. Yo, I think I came to the studio in the Bronx, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was so tired that I told the tech, I said, hey, listen, play like 20, play 30 minutes of music. Let me drink, <laughs> let me drink this monster. Oh, man. And then I'll get to it. And, and shockingly, out of nowhere, you wouldn't believe. So I drank, I, I drank the monster. Oh, great. Do it. <laughs> so not only did I do my show, um, at the time I was at the Matrix Studios yep. at the time, I also interviewed Lumi D. The rapper, the yeah, old school yeah, rapper, yeah, Lumi I know, D. Yeah. Uh, I also interviewed her right after I did my show on a press day. Oh boy! That, yeah, that. so it was like I was like, oh boy! Yeah, I was like, All right, I'll, I'll 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 join on. Cool, you know, I'm already like like energy high off a of monster. Yeah. All right. But also kind of running on empty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like. Yo, but it just goes to show, like, that's the determination of what I've done. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, 
So we've got, I would say we've got like five or so minutes left. There's yes. a few things that I want to do. Um, yes, the, let's do it. The first that I definitely want to cover um, is just, I mean, you have so much experience in sort of like carving your own path, producing your own thing, going down this entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. If you could, if you could sum up like your best advice or oh yeah oh, oh i got that off to the yeah to, oh, to aspiring that. entrepreneurs or people who are just starting their journey and trying to trying to figure it out like which way to go yeah. how to juggle it all um first and foremost um definitely make sure you maintain your relationships mm-hmm. like with people that you meet to networking or however because you never know you know what's going to happen down the road right. that's that's one two Consistency, 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 consistency. Bring it full circle. Bring it full circle. Consistency. <laughs> be consistent. I love you it. Know, be consistent, Lord. If you're not consistent, you know you don't know what you want. Cause God, oh man. Uh, let's say if I wasn't consistent, oh. You just be all over the place. You oh just be- my God, this train would be a big train wreck. Yeah, like yeah, literally. And then last but not least, study and understand. Study, understand, and research the business of what you do. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. It, that's that's so so important. That's something I feel like I have learned as well because mm-hmm. I had a lot of help in the business aspects, sort of getting just getting a podcast started in general. But then I found that I I wasn't good at, at at the time, at least. This is about just about two years ago at this point. Um, I was, you know, so I had so much knowledge in the business from mm-hmm. the one person who was offering me the business advice that I had actually like lost my way of like why I was doing it because I started just focusing on the business. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's that that ability to understand the business aspects and be able to get them down and, and understand how they're going to work, but also then balancing it with that consistency of like why you're doing this, what the purpose is, what you know, what the meaning of all this is, because the numbers they have to be there the business part so you to your point it has to be there yeah right but also the rest of it has to be there too <laughs> so it's like figuring out that balance and i and you know you're you're hitting on those points with the business consistency you know doing your and, research and maintain, and do you maintain, maintain your relationships. relationships yeah by far by those far. relationships too that's super important something mm-hmm. it's like it's never taught anywhere leverage your network like oh, yeah, use your people yeah. make connections Ooh. put your you know like put yourself Ooh. in the places mm-hmm. that the people you want to be mm-hmm. are hanging out in mm-hmm. that you know that's like it. It, it's that's it ask the questions that's don't be afraid yeah. mm-hmm. yep relationships yep. are inc- incredibly incredibly mm-hmm. important and everywhere but specifically in building Mm -hmm. what you're trying to build yes 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 all right so um i have rapid fire questions there's gonna be three of them they're they're super quick one one word yeah kind of off the top of your head well i'm gonna i'm gonna give you choices okay Okay. and then i'm gonna let you kind of give your final words give your shout outs i gotta give my shout outs and then we'll close it off yes all right so rapid fire in the beginning of the podcast i said we're focusing on focusing on three things and we certainly covered them all. So yes, it was development, decision making, dedicating yourself to purpose. Mm-hmm. Development, right now currently, are you working more actively on personal development or professional development? Um actually uh both. both. <laughs> I, I hate to be political, but both. That's that you know, that that's 
kind of the answer that I get from a lot of people. I know we're yeah. all working on both, so yeah, I, I like on, to hear it. Yeah, I'm working on both. Ha a balance of both is awesome. This next one, ask me if you need me to clarify, and I will. Okay. Decision making. Are you? Do you make decisions based more on choice or guiding voice? Guiding voice being intuition or spiritual? As of late, mm -hmm. in the last year, uh, spiritual and guiding voice. Guiding voice. Yeah, okay. I've been tapping in. You know, I, I say my prayers to the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, yes, I'm still working on my spirituality. Yeah. But, you know, definitely that. I. Yeah, you know, definitely that has helped me tremendously with my brand within the last year. Yeah. You know, just really just tapping into the Lord, you know, saying my prayers, you know, gut, you know, intuition mm -hmm. and his, of knowing of of the industry of what I know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just really like, oh no, we're not doing that. And he, shout out to even Chase, my man my partner DJ Chase with Worldwide Sound Records. Like the conversations beyond that we have. That's awesome. You know, that's so. I love asking this question too because I when we make decisions like so many of us, uh, you know, I, I really have found that it's a pretty even split, but a lot of people, you know, it's like when I say choice, it's like, you know, do you just like are you definitive with what you're doing and then guiding voice is almost like you are brought to the decision it's like you don't even need to you don't need right. to make it right. it's made for you whether right. it be intuition or spirituality mm -hmm. or something else and i just think it's so cool to kind of see that you know as, as so many people know i'm i do psychology like that's how i got into counseling so i love the psychology behind that oh, yeah, i by think far. it's so interesting by far yes all right um, the last one, which I kind of think, well, no, I'm not going to even make assumptions. The last one is dedicating yourself to purpose for you in your life. Was that a singular moment that took off or is that a daily thing that you, that you practice? Um, as I stated with 2012 being the sig significant point in my life, you know, mm -hmm. it was definitely singular, you know what I'm saying? Singular. Because as before that, there was nothing really of purpose per se. Mm-hmm. But then, like I said, once that happened, that's who you got in front of your face now. Yeah. So it's like, oh, wow, pow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This, this yep. has got to get done. That, that, that got to get done. Stay here. Stay within my lane. Yeah. Understand the business. You know. That's it. So I mean, so yeah, that was that's kind of that was kind of what I was gonna say, and um, another one which I just think it's so interesting because I think we all have different definitions of purpose. You know, I have my own definition that I try to help other people kind of use as a guide to define what it is for them. But I just think that you know, hearing your story, it seemed like there really was this this turning point for oh, you, yeah, and I, I I hope that we all have you know some type of mm -hmm. like almost like enlightening moment no matter how dark the moment is like right. came out of it and yes. i and you know i think that's that's truly remarkable yeah because i definitely I, I definitely know for a fact if i didn't come to education yeah it was gonna be scary times mm -hmm. it was definitely gonna be scary yeah. now it's gonna be scary times i know i super know that for a fact it was yeah. gonna be real scary times so yeah being that 2012 is such a great marketing absolutely yeah that's yeah. neat yeah. All right. Well, that's those are my rapid fire questions. You have the floor to to leave your final words. Give your shout outs. I'll give mine and we'll close it out. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, first and foremost, God, thank you for having me on here. It's always a blessing when I do go on other platforms and make guest appearances. Um, definitely to everybody. You know, understand perseverance is real. Um, stay true to you. Mm -hmm. It it works. It always does work. And don't let nobody put you in a box. You know that's basically what I live on. Those are basically the final words to say. And bottom line, 
it's not always about the start. It's always about the finish. Mm-hmm. So as long as you understand that, you know, you're you're in the right path. So that's pretty much it. I love to hear that. Absolutely. That's, yes. that's so awesome. Okay. Rima Marak, thank you yes. so, so, so thank much. You, We're going to shout it out real quick to Gotham Podcast Studio. Yes, they yes. are the ones providing this awesome space. Yes, yes. Uh, if you are watching my podcast right now on YouTube or any of, of any other platform that I have it put out on, you'll see that I have an MC sweatshirt. Woo. Shout out to MC Kicks, MC Apparel. They yes. are always hooking it up. You can find them in all their customized apparel and sneakers specifically at at E-M-C-E-E-K-I-C-K-S. Yes. Definitely check them out. Give them a follow yes. and get some of their merch. Yes, yes. And also to follow me. Yes, um, please. At, on Instagram and Twitter, at Remo Marak, R-E-E-M-O-M-E-E-R-A-K, as well as go to the website, RemoMarak.com, as well as follow the podcast, Cuts, Culture, Urban, Technology, and Sports, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, Apple, and as well as go to the website, CutsPodcast.com. Amazing. Yes. Remo, thank you so, Bree, so much. Yes, it, it was a pleasure. It was been- honorable. Such a pleasure as I end all my podcasts. Until next time, my friends, let this be the moment. We'll talk soon. All right. Peace.